Hello and welcome to the next episode of Letters from the Edge. My name's Marcus and if you've been tuning in, I hope you've been enjoying the podcast. Uh, I'm not sure how long this one's going to be today, um, but this one is going to be a little bit different because it's more of a... Well, frankly, I'm in the middle of an episode, or at least I'm not even sure whereabouts in the episode I am. Um, I felt it coming on early in the week and it was... It had all the hallmarks of mania, or sorry, rather hypermania for me, and I did feel, I did notice it a lot sooner. I felt the irritability creeping up on me across the week, just with little things like, um, you know, I was at work and people were being quite rude. Even if it was just they weren't particularly rude, they just were, you know, ignoring ignoring me when I'm trying to serve them or ask them a question. Or whatever, you know, just small things like that were really getting to me, which is usually a big telltale sign. Obviously, the energy levels, the lack of needing to sleep, like I can sleep on for five or six hours and I'm okay, I'm fairly fresh, even though I get, I'm again, more irritable in the day, I still, my, my it's like my body clock changes, my circadian rhythm. Um, and, you know, I mean, when I was happy, I was really up, you know, but... Um, so yeah, I've been feeling it creeping up in me all week, and I recognise it was coming, but I've been feeling increasingly powerless the last two episodes I've had in Hypermania. It's like, the noticing it has been a huge improvement on my part, I've been able to see it straight away, but it was the way I deal with it that I've been fairly unsuccessful um, in the last week, keeping my self together, like I feel like I'm falling apart at the seams, and it's... The way I describe it to people, and it's going to sound fucked up, and don't take it literally, it's metaphoric, but it feels like I've just wanted to set my whole fucking life on fire. Like, just go bananas, set the match, throw it, burn bridges with friends, you know, do crazy shit and fuck the consequences, and, you know, tell people it worked, fuck off. And I did none of those things. In fact... On Friday when I got uh, Thursday night when I got home from work, I did get invited to go out to because people saw that I was having a hard time. Um, but I decided to stay in and not drink and and try and do those things. So that's a good thing. But there was a part of me that was frustrated because, like, I guess so little time to do that sort of stuff between my full time job and being a parent, and you know also money limitations which I discussed on my last podcast that makes you feel like the choice has been stripped away from you. Like, I couldn't possibly fuck up even if I wanted to. And, well, at least I've got more less opportunities for that. And that really drove me mad. Like, it, it added to the irritability. It put f- fucking gasoline on the fire. Um, but then talking to another bi- bipolar friend of mine, a fairly new friend, actually, um, it actually having a conversation with her and talking about uh, the symptoms and everything and and my assertion that I think I was heading into mania, I think that that's still possibly true. But after talking to her, I think I might be in what I have seldomly experienced as a whole episode on on its own, a mixed episode. So it has more elements of mania or hypermania. But there's definitely, and she identified it before I did, you know, there's an element of depression and uh, on we there. And when I was going through my depression cycle, I definitely, um, mentioned about how 
in my episode Burnout Blues, I was talking about the ennui, uh, the frustration, but it's kind of this like lacking energy and just exhausted with life kind of thing. Here, like it, like almost every 10 minutes, I felt like I was shifting, you know, uh, and I'm not even exaggerating. I felt like my energy was up and then I was fucking low and then I was up and then I was low and then I was feeling angry and then I was feeling sad and despondent and self-pitying and all this shit. Like, it's fucking complicated. And it's just, it leaves your head feeling like it's full of fucking pins and razor blades. You know, you can't use your brain for thought because it's just your thoughts are racing and you can't keep up with any of it. Um, You know, I've been doing okay because when I felt the episode creeping up on me, I've been using this app on my phone um, for charting my moods. Uh, and it's like a diary entry and they got, and there's another part that it guides you depending on whether you've said I have negative emotions or positive emotions. The default usually is either to expressing gratitude for something in one of the guided entries or, you know, analyzing the thought a la CBT as in cognitive behavioral therapy. So I've been doing that and I've been able to manage it for the most part and identify, look, you know, the, a lot of these thoughts I know that they're just thoughts and I'm catastrophizing or having all or nothing thinking. And then you sort of unpack it, you know, or assess the quote unquote evidence for your thought and the pros and cons and those sorts of things. And then you reframe it. And I've been able to get myself through doing that kind of thing. See, for those of you who have never tried it, it's not just for bipolar, but for mental illness in general, Cognitive behavioral therapy is fucking amazing. It is really good. It's something you can do. You don't even really need to go to a psychologist, even though a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists do use it in that sort of therapy. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's 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 kind of been the worst of both worlds. Um, and I mean, it's I, I don't feel bad necessarily. Like like last night I felt like I just wanted to literally rip my own skin off because I was so fucking energetic, but like pissy and needing to break free, just wanting to set that match to my whole world. And I'm grateful I didn't now. I'm grateful I, like you hear, you've heard me say before, slept on it, you know? Um, but it, I guess it was a warning sign and I didn't want to acknowledge it at the time. And when I talked to my bipolar friend, uh, it, it, it kind of became clear that maybe I haven't been managing my bipolar as closely as I should. Maybe I haven't been uh, investigating whether something needs to change. Um, and I realized that I've been caught up in a lot of my pre-diagnosis, like the fear, the fear like of medication, the fear of changing something up when things, you know, more often than not work. But here's the thing, lately I don't feel like my tactics have been working as effectively, certainly with the two, I mean, I've, I, in the last year, two years, I've only really been able to identify two uh, manic episodes. One was a, a few months ago, and that was like true, full-blown hypermania, no question. This one, I still feel like it could turn into a manic episode. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit calmer tonight, but I've had my children around me. I've had a lot of conversations with my friends and support network um, and just, you know, been doing creative stuff. So there's been outlets, so maybe that's why I don't feel it. But then it's a mixed episode. Like, I feel like your mixed episodes generally happen when you're transitioning, but sometimes you can just have a mixed episode on its own. 
Um, so I've been, in, in long story short, I've been struggling with that in the past week. Uh, plus, I've fucking had a cold on top, which was not fun. Um, but yeah, I, I've been. So for those who have not tuned into the other episodes, the only medication I'm currently taking is sertraline, which is an antidepressant SSRI. And I was, I was actually prescribed when I when I first was diagnosed. I mean, I sat with a psychiatrist who'd never met me, who only had my, um, only had my referral from the GP and the history and, you know, a record of my psychologist, uh, sorry, therapy sessions with my psychologist from the same clinic. And it took her less than 45 minutes to go, yeah, you're bipolar type two. Like she knew straight away when talking to me, which is great on one level. I'm like, fuck, was I really that crazy at the time? Um, this is back at the start of 2020. And, you know, she wanted to put me on, I think, Latuda or Lamogatrine, basically an anti- convulsive or an antipsychotic or something like that um and i was really frightened by the idea of medication like for the first eight months of my diagnosis in that year during which covid had finally it kicked off and there was a lot of stress because we were in lockdown it was tension at home because we were all stuck in each other's faces and couldn't go out and do anything and all that sort of shit a lot of uncertainty in the world and in the life and I mean, anyone who knows anyone with bipolar, I mean, uncertainty and chaos, ironically, trigger more of it. And we almost need that. We do need that stability, um, even if it's just the stability, the relative stability of normal life. Um, so, you know, I tried doing it on my own during that year, and I basically nearly had a fucking mental breakdown about October 2020. Um, I was, up until that point I'd been streaming on Twitch and doing really good and it, that was the thing I noticed. I, I completely crashed off that um, and I've never been able to pick the momentum up again. Um, I, I stopped writing. I stopped taking joy in anything and I realized I needed to take some kind of medication. So I finally acquiesced and I went and talked to my GP and he actually said to me, look, I've known you for a long time. I know how self-motivated you are. Um, the thing I think is we'll put you on the antidepressant because that seems to be the part that cripples you the most. And then we will, uh, you can, we'll start doing your holistic stuff, you know, like, and I keep saying holistic stuff. What I mean by that is for me, uh, that is my meditation, mindfulness, CBT type stuff, um, exercise, etc. And he said, if obviously if the sertraline doesn't work, um, doesn't control everything, you know, we will come back to the drawing board and look at the other stuff. So I did that and I've been on Sertraline now for three years and I've actually really enjoyed it up until this point. Like it's definitely turned the white noise down in my head. Believe it or not, if you'd actually met me prior to 2020, um, I was just racing thoughts, could barely, I'm stumbling over my speech so much that at some point it kind of displayed as a stutter or a speech impediment to some extent. Like it was like my brain and my mouth just could not keep up with each other. One was always moving faster than the other. And it, and it might even sound like things haven't changed much, but believe me, relatively speaking, I am chalk and cheese. This is me relatively calm and ordered thinking, you know, but yeah, I'm starting to realize, I think in the last week that maybe I haven't this from one of the things that I've heard about sertraline and, and Zoloft uh, that they deal with the depression side, but they can also because they're only dealing with one half of the you know of the equation. 
your manic side, your manic episodes are more likely to increase, or your mixed episodes. And I, I and honestly, I don't think that's really been the case until recently, and I don't know what, if anything, has changed, or maybe I'm only just noticing. That's part of the battle. If I've not noticed it, and I've been, and you know, my ex has said to me, I could see when you were going to episodes, but I feel like some of that might be, you know, convenient retrospective analysis. It's it's all good to say that in hindsight, but anyway, um, I've actually booked myself in to go to a GP and talk about maybe going on something stronger, at least to deal with the mania. I, I'm fucking shit scared. I'm not going to lie. I'm shit scared. And it's just one more thing that I'm sitting there turning over in my mind while I'm already stressed about money and fucking daily shit, you know, dramas and whatever. So, and the other thing too is like, I realized that I haven't really been meditating at least often enough, properly enough. So it's almost like maybe it's not working as much because I've been slipping back on that bit. You know, I've been so hyper-focused, which again is another symptom of hyper, uh, hypermania and mania. Um, you become so focused on some things that you let everything else, you know, like with hobbies. I mean, I've got a million fucking hobbies. I, I keep picking them up like stray dogs. And I'll go crazy on one thing for ages and then stop on others. Especially because a lot of my hobbies are linked to things that I want to do career-wise. That's really hard to be consistent with things. But but ironically, I've actually been really consistent with creativity, uh, with my writing, with my poetry. All those things that are really useful um, as, as a holistic exercise to manage, help manage my feelings and my bipolar. Um, but unfortunately, I, I, I'm not doing them, the stuff that's actually more pragmatic, like meditating, um, exercise. Fuck, I'm so slack. I've had a gym membership for a year and a half, and I think I've used it maybe five times. And I've put it on hold recently because I'm like, look, I don't think anything's going to change. Um, obviously, the money situation is still up in the air, so... I'm, it's a convenient excuse for me to just go, look, pause it for now because I'm not using it anyway, but I really should be using it. I really should be doing something physical, um, other than fucking sex, (laughs) like sex can only deal with so much. Um, so I think really what we're boiling down to here is though the medication is the big thing. I'm having more severe manic episodes, more severe mixed episodes, it's starting to affect my daily life again, and I've I've let the ball drop a little bit, and I'm I can't tell you like I mean that makes me feel like a piece of shit, but it's just like experiencing like in such extremes the kind of vexing feeling inside my head, this combination of like I can't rest my legs, like I just want to rip my skin off, I want to be self destructive. I'm, and it's not just being self-destructive, like, by accident. Like, I'm actually literally, like, feeling like I could bring about the fucking apocalypse by myself. But the only apocalypse I'd be bringing is to my own life, you know? I've been ideating more, thinking about... And not thinking about it any seriously, but just thinking about it in that same self-destructive spirit. Like, I've just... I've stopped caring. And that's a problem. I can see it's a problem. And it's hit me so fucking hard... Um, I mean, I guess the bright side of this, and in this episode, I'm not going to, because this is just, I wanted to show you guys what this is like for me in media res, you know, what it's like in the going. Like, I've given my last few episodes a lot more structure, a lot more talking points, and this is really just stream of consciousness for me. It's important for me to show 
a it's to normalize these conversations and and people seeing us in our episodes um and it may actually give a point of empathy for other people who are experiencing it now or in the future or in the past but yeah it's you know there is no in this episode there's not going to be uh you know the lighter side of which to be honest feels a little bit contrived occasionally but you've always got to try and find the silver lining this time around all i will say is the bright side is i've been through all these episodes enough times to know it will pass it's fucking sucks but it is temporary but temporary or not it's the recurrence of them uh and the fact that so much destruction could be done in the time it takes me to fix my shit it's scary you know i came so close i think to really you know being so fucking impulsive again and letting my self-destructive feelings that are mixed with the depression side of things like almost the you know selling off your property before you kill yourself type stuff you know that it was that combination it's just so fucking toxic as i said at the start the worst of both worlds and it hurts like today's a better day and i look back and it's like it's like looking back when you've been drunk looking at you know what you did and what you said reanalyzing everything you fucking said and thinking oh my god how cringy like that's kind of how it feels to me but like not so much cringe but like holy fuck i mean i was i mean this is this is a letter being sent from the edge i mean the the fucking name of the podcast is no pun because we i was so fucking close i mean (laughs) i was so close to destroying everything i've worked so hard to build in my life most of that being stability um it it only takes a second to just destroy something you've spent so much time building up so it's important to, to normalize people being able to see and hear about this shit um other bipolar sufferers people with sim- similar symptoms in other mental conditions or um, our support network again it seems so taboo that like we can't people are afraid to see us in this way and i mean it is fucking scary but if it's scary for you to watch can you imagine how fucking scary it feels for us on the inside in our hearts in our minds i've been terrified this week of myself yeah it's it's been hectic so anyway i feel like i'm kind of rambling this episode and this is probably not going to be cut particularly much um but yeah i just i thought it was important that you guys see this and we normalize the conversation normalize that it's okay to talk about what we're going through i mean it doesn't stop it but it certainly means that we're putting ourselves out there as we are and it's not going to last forever guys people can see have to you know that old fucking so-called marilyn monroe quote if you don't can't handle me at my worst you don't deserve me at my best i mean like i hate that cliche but it's fucking true you're like even if you just turn that whole inspo bullshit off you know we i don't apologize for letting people see the good the bad and the ugly in me and i don't think you should either if you are listening to this and you're experiencing or have experienced or will experience what i've what i'm describing here in this episode you know be yourself be true to yourself if you fuck up apologize make amends and genuinely work to fix it you know repentance in a sense but don't be afraid of who you are. Talk about it. Be real. You know what? People will respect you for it. Even, especially if you start to work on it so you don't necessarily lose your character. And on that point, that's something I think that I've always been afraid of with medication is being a fucking zombie and losing myself and not being who I really am. 
Um, but the fact is, is, and so many people have attested to me and, and reassured me that I'm not going to lose my personality. I'm not going to lose my fire if I, le- if I get the right combo of medication. I mean, that's fucking terrifying to me, losing my fucking identity. I mean, I already feel like since the diagnosis, I've lost so much of my identity to this fucking disease or whatever it is. I guess the reality is that, you know, if with the right balance of medication, with the right holistic exercises and a good support network, I don't have to lose my fire. I don't have to be in a fucking psych ward or whatever, you know. I can still function. I can still be myself. And I just won't have as much of the extremes. There'll still be extremes, just not as fucking peaky or troughy. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'm, I'm sorry if it's just a bit of a ramble, um, but it was important for this one. I wanted this to be real talk. Um, but guys, thanks for all the good vibes you've been sending me after every each episode. I'm loving the feedback. Please keep listening. Please keep sharing, following. Um, I'm a bit sucky on social media, with, especially right now, but I'm really sucky with promoting this on social media. So if you feel like sharing it and helping me out, um, no worries. I've also got a GoFundMe uh, set up. It's, again, not essential. I've got it up there just to help me um, basically with the cost of living while I do this because it does take up a lot of my time um, in the, when, the little bit of free time i got. But I love doing it. But if you do want to support me, support the channel, it does help me grow the channel. It helps me get better equipment, um, opens opportunities to collaborate with people. Um, that is accessible on my RS, RSS page. I'll try and figure out how to promote it elsewhere. But yeah, look, no biggie. Um, If you do want to support, go ahead and donate or just keep listening. That will help me enough. The more traffic we get, more people, uh, more this channel will keep growing. Anyway, that's enough of my ramble. I will see you guys on the flip and we'll see you next week.